Hi there, I'm Daniel Eccles, and this is the Learned Opportunity Podcast. This podcast is for emerging leaders, those folks who are building their platforms, sharpening their skills, and dreaming for the future. Join me as I help emerging leaders like you get unstuck so that you can start creating huge opportunities in your personal and professional life. I talk to some of the best leaders out there about how they've created opportunities in their own lives, share my opportunity creating best practices from my experience as a certified career counselor and personal and professional development nerd, and I'll also chat with other emerging leaders about opportunity creating repeatable actions that you can apply to your life today. We're ready, so let's get started with Learned Opportunity. So lately, I have been writing a little bit about what it's like to be in your 20s. This is a really hard time of your life. If you're in your 20s right now, you're probably saying, Amen, Daniel, this is a hard season of life. Personally, I even have somewhat looked forward to turning 30 because I feel like 35 Daniel is probably going to be the Daniel that is thriving and just doing really well. And I feel like that's maybe my prime age. Maybe you have a prime age and you think in your in your mind, oh, that that's when I made it. Yeah, maybe you have a, a prime age. For me, I feel like it's going to be 35 because your 20s are just really hard. And part of what I've been thinking about with your 20s is just how many jobs you have, especially nowadays as we move from more of a climbing a career ladder sort of a workforce to a independent project-based workforce. So thinking of each one of your jobs less as something in which you climb the ladder, but more as a means of like a project, something that you're going to be working on for a, a period of time. And it of course, can lead to more projects within the same company, but you might move on from it after that project has been completed in two to three years. That that seems to be a little bit more of where we are going in the workforce since more independent contracting mindset than necessarily the old employee mindset of staying at the same company for your entire career arc. But there are leftovers to those feelings that I need to know what it was that I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life when I was in college. You know, you need to set your major so that you know exactly what it is you're going to be doing for the rest of your life. You have to find a career. And that's just not (laughs) happening or very easy to make happen in your 20s in 2023. Actually, the average 25-year-old will have had four and a half jobs by the time they turn 26. So from age 18 to 25, having about four and a half jobs is the average for an individual. So I know I was no exception to this experience when I was 25. From the time I was 18 to 25, I had some of the following jobs. So I was a, a Chick-fil-A team member. To this day, I still say my pleasure whenever somebody says thank you. It just gets ingrained in you. And even though it's been, oh shoot, more than 10 years, it's been 11 years. Yeah, wow, 11 years since I worked at Chick-fil-A as a team member, I still say my pleasure if anyone says thank you to me. So not a bad lesson to stick, but it's definitely something that gets ingrained in you 
For sure. In college, I had a job as an admissions call center person. And then also I had a, a title called alumni discovery ambassador, which was basically in the office of development and just trying to interview different alumni to see what it was that their experience was at Olivet and how they enjoyed it. How could we improve the Olivet experience for current students and future students alike? And that was a super fun job. Really enjoyed that. I was a camp counselor over the summers. Eventually, I graduated early and worked during a semester to save up before going and moving out to Oregon at Dick's Warehouse, Dick's Sporting Goods Warehouse in like third shift. I worked at overnight shift at Meyer, stocking the dairy section. If you go to Meyer in the dairy section and you go to take an individual yogurt pack, and they're all nicely lined up. Don't ruin them. Just keep them nicely lined up. Though someone spent hours at three in the morning lining up and making each one of those individual yogurt packets look nice and be in the correct area. So don't take the key lime yogurt and put it over in the in the chocolate yogurt you know section whenever you're like, oh man, I, I don't want this key lime. I want the chocolate instead. Put it back in the original spot and please align it up. So just a, a little tip for you of what it is like to work in the dairy section overnight, cold in the coolers, putting milk back in at three in the morning. And also there was, yeah, just a lot of stories there. I, I could go on and on about that, but yeah, I won't. And then I also worked at JCPenney in the home goods section, folding towels as well, which has been a little bit helpful, but I didn't, I didn't last there very long. You know, it's not healthy to have three jobs that at the same time when one of those jobs is in the mornings and the other jobs are like second and third shift. You know, it's good to sleep sometimes. So I, I recommend sleep to you. Uh, when we moved out to Oregon, I worked as a, a barista and I also delivered coffee around Portland and, and down to Salem, Oregon in the delivery truck and listened to podcasts along the way. It was a fun job. I loved working at that coffee roaster. And then I was also a youth pastor at one point during most of the time, actually, when I was out in Oregon. And I worked as a career coach at the university out there for uh, undergrad students. So that is a total of one, two, three, four, five, six, ten 10 different jobs from the time that I was 18 to 25 and an average is four and a half jobs. So you might be some someone similar. You, you might've had three or four jobs in the, the last four years. Also since turning 25, like I have, and while many of those jobs that I had from 18 to 25, and then even from 25 to 28, many of those weren't in the same industry or using the same skills or related at all to what I'm doing right now. I do lead or through learned opportunity and this podcast and some of the work that I'm doing there. But I look back and I see that there's been a common theme throughout all of my experiences, or, or at least in all the jobs that I enjoyed from the time that I was 18 until now. And then there were also other activities in that period that were not career related and helped me to discover a, a general career path all the same from founding a nonprofit that brought professional soccer to Indianapolis, the team Indy 11, to also being a president of my college improv comedy team. I'm able to look back on my extracurricular 
I don't even know how, did I say that correct? Extracurricular and non-professional experience and see that I gained like a lot of marketable skills and discovered the direction I should head in my vocation using some of those things that I just did for fun. So it doesn't all have to be based off of different job titles to help you to figure out a, a general career path. But instead of a general career path, I want to talk about it more as a, a general career theme. So let's kind of look at, at some of those experiences that I had that I would call a success story. And a success story is basically not a, just a resume achievement. There is success because I felt fulfilled while I was doing them, while I was also competent at them. But when you are starting to think about your own success stories, as I talk about them, they can be from when you were 10 years old or all the way up to when you're 57. It can be a job title. It can be a vacation experience. It can be a hobby. Just look back on the stories that you've collected during your own life and that you remember you felt most like yourself doing that experience. And that's what I would call a success story. And it's in these success stories that I was able to find a career theme that matches my competencies and my passions. And I was able to kind of see a little bit more clearly what direction I might head in my career or I'm interested in having a career in. So if you're in college right now, if you are an emerging leader that is in your 30s right now, if you're in your 20s, like I was when I was thinking about all of this, this is just a helpful practice, something that you can think about to just have a sense of direction, a target, an area that you can shoot for. We don't have to have a direct target we you know we can just aim for a general direction using these career themes and every once in a while you're going to land a bullseye and you'll know it when you do but the more experiences that you have the more opportunities that you take and the more opportunities for reflection that you also take the better you will be at finding a career theme and a direction to go and it will match your competencies and also be something that you're passionate about. So so my five success stories are as titled. So the first one was the Brickyard Battalion. I'll go into a little bit more about what that was. The second one was my Athens, Greece internship. The third was career coaching at George Fox University. Fourth is my third grade writing. And then fifth was Camp Switchback out in Oregon. So starting from the from the top, so my first success story, looking back on my time at the Brickyard Battalion, now back when I was a junior in high school, so I wanted a professional soccer team in Indianapolis. We didn't have a soccer team, and I was a soccer fan. I enjoy watching soccer. I've never played it myself, but I've always enjoyed the international aspect of it and the the storylines, it's just all really fun for me to watch. And I said, you know what? I want a team here in Indianapolis. So I started a Facebook page that was promoting trying to get an MLS team here in Indianapolis. Well, I met some other folks who were trying to do a similar mission. And what we did was we created the Brickyard Battalion, which is what you call in the soccer world a supporters group. 
they are the loud fans that stand behind the goal and sing the entire 90 minutes of the soccer game. So if you've ever watched a soccer game, those are those people. Those are the supporters groups and they're independent from the team, but they are very important to how the team does and supporting the club, if you will. And so we founded the Brickyard Battalion as a supporters group for an imaginary soccer team called Racing Indy FC. And we were doing that in order to gain membership and to promote that there was a fan base here in Indianapolis. And eventually it worked. Eventually we found ownership that was interested in bringing a professional soccer team to Indianapolis. And they saw it because we had over 2,000 members in our nonprofit supporters group for a fake soccer team. So that was just an amazing time, an amazing story. I loved spreading the news and working mostly on the social media and trying to get out there what we're trying to do, writing about it, going to events for this fake soccer team, going to watch parties and other stuff. And I did that as a junior in high school, and eventually by the time that I was a sophomore in college, we had Indy 11 added to the professional soccer landscape here in the United States. I would say that was a huge success story that I enjoyed because it was something that worked. I was competent at, and it was so fulfilling to create something new and to be able to share it and get people on board, and it, it ended up working. So that was the Brickyard Battalion and, and my involvement with that. I also, when I, I most felt like myself, or was the proudest of myself, I like asking people that question, when were you the most proud of yourself, was when I was in Athens, Greece, and I was doing a summer internship in college for a refugee center. And what I loved about this was I had to learn how to live in a foreign country, in a, a city, all by myself. I didn't go as a part of a group. I was expected to find my way to the refugee center to do the tasks that I needed to do and to go on the, the metro there in Athens and, and figure it all out, and I did. And I was consistent, and they told me that I was just one of the better interns that they ever had because they knew that I would show up and that they didn't need to babysit me. And I'm just so proud of those compliments. And I felt like myself because I was exploring and independent and had autonomy. And if there was something that interested me with the refugees, I could go and I could do that. And it was it was just a really cool experience that I'm really thankful for. Another success story was when I was a career coach out at George Fox University. I enjoyed this a lot because I got to invent some new programs, some new things that we needed to focus on as a career center. So we had a lot of great services for students at George Fox. If you go to a university and you're not using your career services department, like take advantage of those opportunities there. That is what you need to do. Like go your freshman year and, and make sure to make an at least one appointment each semester and continue to work on your resume, find internships, all of that. Well, we had all of these great resources and nobody on campus really knew about us. We didn't have a huge success rate as far as getting students into the office and helping them with our resources. So we started a social media initiative and I headed that up and we got some student workers working on the graphic design on it and, and it worked. And we just had 
far greater presence on campus and had more people working on their careers from the time that they were freshmen and not waiting until their second semester of senior year like a lot of students did. So that was fun to do to start an initiative and for it to spread and for there to be more awareness and I really enjoyed that. Third grade writing. I put this down there something that I look back on and it has been a part of my identity in some ways since then but in third grade we would have these journals that we would write in for different assignments and it was like a writing time in the day. And usually for the entire year, most students got to maybe their second journal by the end of the year. It's just a notebook. And I was probably on my 10th or 12th by the end of the year. I just, anytime that I had the opportunity to, I would pick it up. And if I finished my, my lesson early, I would go back and I would get my journal and I would write stories. And I enjoyed it and I felt proud of myself that I was blowing everybody else out of the water in my content creation when I was a third grader. It was just something that was really encouraging and honestly a very hard year. Third grade was one of my least favorite years when it comes to elementary school. I I didn't enjoy third grade at all. Um, I look back on that though and I see how that has continued my love of writing and wanting to create content. I mean, what am I doing right now with you? It's just a continuation of that third grade writing. So I'm able to look back and see how that has happened. And then the last one was as a youth pastor out in Oregon, I worked for the denominations conference on making an initiative to get camp going back again for youth. We had a fabulous camping facility and just a really pretty setting, great activities, but we weren't really utilizing it for conference youth events at all. So we started Camp Switchback and it grew just way more efficient every year. And me and my friend Bruce directed it and we just made it more efficient, improved it every year. And I just loved inventing something new, spreading the news about camp and how much fun it was going to be and seeing some of the change that happened in students' lives from attending camp. And just the growth of how many campers that we had. We went from the first year maybe having 30, and then the last year that I was out there, we were over 100 campers probably by that time. So I I loved that experience and, and having the autonomy to be able to invent something new and just run with it and spread it and uh, try to improve upon it year upon year with a great friend of mine that I loved working with in Bruce. So those are my five success stories. And you might've been thinking of some of the success stories that you have over your own life. I, I recommend honestly going back after this episode and writing down maybe 10, maybe 15 different success stories, making a title. And what's helpful is just talking out loud and or writing even further about what is it that you enjoyed about that experience? What what gets you excited when you are talking about your time as a career coach out at George Fox University or starting a nonprofit for a fake soccer team in Indianapolis. You heard probably what was exciting to me and you could probably already tell me my career themes right back after hearing all of my success stories and what I enjoyed. But I wanted to do that for you too and and just share that some of the the themes 
that I got from my success stories is I just enjoy what I call galvanizing. If you've ever heard of the working genius, it's an assessment. It's like 25 bucks by Patrick Lencioni. I highly recommend it for anybody that is in the work world to take the working genius assessment. I think is a really great one to help you learn what is fulfilling work. But galvanizing is a theme of mine throughout my entire time from third grade till now. What it is, is it's sharing information and getting other people excited about things and getting them going and working on things that you find. You galvanize other people to get things done and to actually take the inventions or the ideas and and get them started. And so I did that at the Brickyard Battalion. I was a galvanizer in that I was sharing our movement to get professional soccer team in Indiana. And I did that as a career coach by spreading the news that we had great services on social media for these students to come into the office. I did that writing in third grade by sharing my stories, even though they were nonfiction, it was sharing ideas and sharing things. And I loved having that content to be able to share with my teacher, look at all the things that I'm writing. And even in Camp Switchback, I enjoyed the sharing of the camp this year, what was going to happen, who were our speakers, what are the fun activities that we're going to be doing, and seeing it grow because of that galvanization. I also enjoy inventing new things. I invented the Brickyard Battalion with other people. I invented a social media initiative as a career coach. I invented stories in third grade writing. I invented Camp Switchback. And I worked with other people to do it, but I love starting new things out. And all the fulfilling experiences that I've had throughout my career, I've had the ability to take something that wasn't existing and run with it and invent something new. And then last of all, I enjoy having the autonomy to, if I want to start something new, to do it and spread the information. I I love the independence and the autonomy. And that's what I enjoyed most about my internship in Athens was the autonomy to be myself, to go after the things that I was interested in. And I was given the resources to do it. And in any of these experiences, even as a career coach, I was given the resources by my, my boss, Joe, and given the resources by my boss, Wendy, to, oh, you have an idea? Run with it. Cool, Daniel. Go for it. Write some articles. Sign us up on that social media platform. Whatever you think, like go for it. Just explain to us what it is that you want to be doing. So those are my five success stories. And if you're in your 20s or if you're in emerging leaders, if you're, if you're in your 50s and you are just, I don't know what my next step is. You have success stories in your own life that you can take a look at and reflect on them for a little bit. Talk them out with somebody that you love. Write them down, write it out, and see what is a general theme throughout your life of all the things that you've enjoyed, all the areas where you feel most like yourself. What are some things that have carried from this experience to that experience? It's so different for me to be a delivery driver for a coffee roaster and a career coach at a university. Different skill sets, not really the same industry at all. But what I enjoyed about both of those, and I loved both of those experiences, had to do with I was going around spreading the word about the Idea Center and the career services as a career coach. And as I was delivering coffee, I was spreading coffee around the state 
of Oregon and uh, and the message that came with Caravan Coffee and its intentionality and of its roast. And I just loved both of those experiences for a similar reason. So go ahead and, and do yours. I want to hear from you about any of your success stories. And if you want some assistance for this, this is actually an exercise that we can take and then actually plug into more of your abilities to know what kind of industries, jobs, areas, majors in college might be a good fit for you based off of these success stories. We can do that with you. And if you're interested in having a little assistance for that, then go to danieleccles.com. This is a exercise in my course called Life Mapping You. And I, I highly encourage you to check that out if you want to go a step deeper. But even if you don't want to go a step deeper at, at that, that's okay. There's so much benefit to just doing this on your own. And please, like I said, let me know what was your experience and what are some of your success stories. I would love to hear about the things that you just get excited about and are interested in yourself. So thank you. And uh, hey, join us next time. I'm going to continue to try to help you gain more opportunities and, and get unstuck. It's hard out there to not know what your next step is and to feel stuck when you're in your 20s, when you're, even if you feel that way and you're 65, you know, it, there are plenty of opportunities out there. So we're going to continue to do this. And, and thank you for, for joining me on this journey. I'm Daniel Eccles. Thanks. Suppose you enjoyed today's episode of the Learned Opportunity Podcast, and you want to help create hundreds of opportunities for emerging leaders. In that case, there are a couple of ways that you can support this mission. One, you can make sure to follow or subscribe to the Learned Opportunity Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts so that you don't miss any of our upcoming interviews with thought leaders, experts, and other emerging leaders like yourself. Two, you could leave a five-star review on Apple or Spotify, and that really helps more emerging leaders discover the show. And third, you could share this episode with someone you want to help get unstuck so that they can start creating more opportunities in their personal and professional lives. So as always, I love to hear from you. You can send me a message on Instagram at DJECCLES, or you can send me an email at Daniel at learnedopportunity.com.